Hey, welcome to Vine Church Fort Myers podcast. We are glad that you took time to listen. We pray that the message of grace empowers you today. Um, I have an assignment today, very important, and I want to be faithful to what the Lord um, has spoken to my heart, to our church. I need to be brief, but I need you to understand it. Um, I know you are not here by chance. This is a divine alignment. This is a appointment scheduled by God. And I need you to understand everything we're going to share today. But I know that without the revelation of the Holy Spirit, that will be a impossible, mission impossible. So bow your heads once more. Holy Spirit, we ask light in our darkness. We ask life in the midst of death. Let you speak, God, and our lives be changed. Open the eyes of our hearts. We need the spirit of revelation and the knowledge of Christ Jesus. And as we see you, Jesus, we know that your image, you're going to be embedded in us and will be transformed from one degree of glory to another degree. So we pray, Holy Spirit, that you speak to our church, enlarge our faith, stretch our faith. Let us grow today. We pray in Jesus' name and everybody said, hallelujah. Guys, I'm very excited I'm containing myself, so I need to calm myself down because there's so many good news going on. So I start with a brief story, a brief testimony. The year is 2002, and after being invited uh, to leave a ministry that we were leading with uh, teenagers and young people uh, through small groups... uh, I have to leave that place, I have to leave, and not only me, and a group of young people also left that ministry, and with me came some other young guys, including my friend at the time, Juliana, she joined me in this leaving the place, and uh, for one week we were wandering around until another friend at the time, just Claudio, that after became Pastor Claudio, one of my spiritual fathers, he had an idea to plant a church in totally small group base, 100% small group base. So we found Vine, and we got connected with Vine Movement. And we start the, he, he started the, the, the gathering, but there was no place. So um, I said, uh, maybe I can you know, help with something. My mom at the time, together with my dad, was visiting my sister in Europe, she is an athlete, she was an athlete, and while I was responsible for the house for 30 days, alone, I said, let's start the church in my garage, and so the meeting happened, we filled the house, you know, people through the windows, and after the first meeting, I communicated to my mom, hey mom, we are starting a church, and she says, great, that's so good news. Yes, and it's very close to our home. Oh, that's even better. So close that it's in our garage. I have to talk with your dad about that. At the time, my father wasn't a believer. He was just an occasional follower, right? He he respected but didn't have any personal experience with Jesus. And after about three months, the church in my house happening together with the small groups and everything... My father experienced the blessings of Obed-Edom. We preached about him a few weeks ago. And he got 
addicted. He says, you will never stop this meeting ever in my house. He always have to happen in a small group. Here is something from the church. So uh, at the time, now uh, the pastor challenged me to lead the group of the youth, the youth group. I was, I, I was clueless what that meant. So I said, Lord, I need a word. Give me a word. And God led me to a very inspiring, poetic book full of illustrations that probably you never read in your Bible called Numbers. Like there is nothing like that in Numbers. It's law after law and very little short stories. But in one of these few stories, God spoke to me in Numbers chapter 13. Now, we are in 2021. And I don't know if you, are, if you were with us in the beginning of this year when God gave us a prophetic word. 2021 will be the year of signs and wonders. We prophesied that in December 31st uh, as we cross uh, into 2021. And uh, there was no evidence of any signs or wonders. Uh, after the break, the uh, summer break, two uh, very uh, creative and reckless young men uh, seated around me with some ideas as Joshua and Caleb and they just said pastor why don't we send an email to such and such place and see if they are open for anything we came up and ending with a simple coffee moment with pastor Mike Reed uh, the pastor that leads Southside Church for 37 years and he said in these various conversations that they were open to pass on their facility to Vine Church. That was so surprising that we made an emergent meeting in the end of July. So some of you guys were here in the end of July for a special lunch. And that we opened up the possibility of leasing to buy uh, agreement. We'll go to that place, leasing the place as a tenant with the possibility... In, during this window of time, uh, as tenants there, uh, have the priority of acquiring the facility. We had plans for 10 years to open a daycare facility, preschool. We were imagining, we're moving forward to actually one day occupy permanently the place. Right now, in my pocket, I hold the keys of our daycare right now. So, this is... Our daycare that was supposed to happen in five years. And also in my hand, I have a, a template to what will become a legal binding agreement. Not to lease to buy, but to purchase the entire facility until November 1st. This has to become this. And that's what I came here to preach to you. And that's my assignment. I'm here like Caleb once again in Numbers chapter 13. And God just brought again this word in my heart when I start my, my ministry. Because I believe God wants to stretch your faith to the next level. Now, you wonder how this even happened. I can't explain. And these are few moments in your life that you have to have the miracle like 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. This doesn't happen every time in your Christian life. But Bible, the, Paul says that there are some miracles. They, are, they have this profile. They are like what your eye never had seen before. 
what your ear never heard before. And even your heart was unable to imagine. In other words, you were not praying about that thing. And that was our case. And it's important to emphasize again, this is not the standard miracles. Usually you pay, pray for miracles, okay? But there are some miracles that God gives you and wants to bless you even, though, even when you did not pray about. Why? Because self-righteousness is so poisonous and creeping that finds a small little gap space between the miracle and your prayer to say, it's because I pray. Oh, look my knees here. I pray and that's why I have the miracle. That's one of them that we cannot... Uh, uh, have glory, brag about anything. It's all because God's goodness and grace and favor. And I want to prophesy this is going to happen to you too. Amen. Now, obvious, uh, when these miracles happen, God wants to, after he gives you, so you, you start to imagine again. And that's my goal today, bringing you to this facility. You probably know your pastor enough to know that I'm very strategic. I'm not bringing there just to fill your belly, which I would do with good food, but also to fill your imagination. Say imagination. imagination. Now, it's important to say that because some dreams, some miracles will be birthed only if you comes back to imagine again. To imagination practice again and I know we lost some of that when we stop to read good books like Narnia when you stop to watch good movies or even read your Bible and have imagination but God created man after his likeness and after his imagination oh yeah so we existed in God's heart, in God's imagination, before becoming His image. Some miracles will become image, but first has to be imagination. So I'll bring you there, and I know you will not leave me in peace forever. You're going to come to the building, and you're going to come to me. Pastor, imagine what could be here. And I says, yes, I'm imagining with you. And then we're going to stretch our faith. And then somebody is going to just bother me again. Pastor, you know what we should do this? I say, tell me, brother. Tell me. You're going to say, Pastor, I was thinking what we can do here. And I said, come on, imagine more. Because the more you imagine, more faith is released. More provision are going to come. More miracles, more signs and wonders are going to happen. Anybody home here? Come on, somebody. So I need you to go there because I want you to see it and believe it. I don't want you to see it and defame it and, 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 and fill your heart with fear. I want you to see it and believe it. Now that's why this miracle is so uh, sensitive for us. We don't want to spoil what the Lord is giving to us. Again, we are completely aware we don't deserve Completely aware that we are not looking for. It is solely, purely the grace of God in His favor. So we're going to go back to the story of Numbers chapter 13. And because after we start this conversation with Pastor Mike Reed and back and forth a couple of times. In other words, after spying the land for 40 days. In other words, in a complete set of time. We have a report to our church. I have a report to give to you. Numbers 13, verse 30, and that's my report for you. Come on, church, let's go. 
Let's go at once and occupy it. Let's go at once, number 1330, and at once occupy it. Say to the neighbor, is at once. Tell him, is at once. It's not installment plan. This is not going to be a loan. This will be at once. Why? When? From where? Because God, His grace that opened this door also made us, made you, tell your neighbor, made you well able to overcome it. Come on, somebody. Give a shout to Jesus right now. Because it doesn't have nothing to do with us. He made us well able to overcome it. Now, obvious, with this, such a size of a blessing, we, we know there are possibilities that can rob us from this amazing legacy. And that's the title of my message today. Today, I want to challenge you to conquer your legacy. I want you to understand we are stepping into a generational blessing. Again, this came to us so we can be the answer of desperate crying of foster kids. This blessing came to us so we could answer the prayers of the hopeless mothers and broken families. We are here to just express and be the manifestation, the substance of prayer of pastors and people of God that cry out for revival upon Southwest Florida. And you, my brother, you, my friend, you see this brother, this sister close to you? He and she will become protagonists on this revival. You're not going to be just like uh, 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 expectators or people that heard about it. They are going to be agents of reviving this city. If you believe with me, come on, just shout to Jesus. Because I believe that. I can see that. Now, I know for some of you guys, this requires imagination. I have plenty to share with you today. So let's jo join us after this service. Now, again, the, the story of Numbers 13, it gives us a lot of warnings that I want to also bring to our church. The context is Moses sending 12 spies to the promised land. And he, and he asks the spies, please, let me know what is the deal. Like, I want to know if they are farmers, peasants, or urban people. I need to know if they live in little tribes, in tents. Or if they actually have cities. I want to know what is the, bring some sample of the soil and the land and the fruit. We want to know what is ahead of us. Moses asked for a report. And when the 12 guys came back from 40 days visiting the land, that was the report. Numbers 13, verse 27. And they told him, we came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey. You want to know why milk and honey is important here? Because it's one of the few uh, elements that we eat that doesn't come from death. I know you like that well-done steak, but you have to kill something to eat. But milk and honey, you don't have to kill anybody or anything to enjoy it. It is the fruit of life. And this is its fruit. Verse 28. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong. And the cities are fortified. And very large. Don't get distracted. I know it's distracting, but don't get distracted. You were with me? Anybody home here? And besides, we saw 
the descendants of Anak or Anak. They were uh, giant-like people. Okay, and so far, so good. Good report. Simple, straightforward. Moses asked them for uh, just uh, uh, information. Don't, don't give me extra opinion about it. What did you see there? They are reporting. No, no such a big, it's not such a big deal. That's the report. The problem is that after Caleb, he stood up and told his report in verse 30. Let's go. Let's conquer. And once God made us well able, then Opina came up. And this is verse 32 now. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report. Say bad report. The Hebrew word is dibah. Slandering, infamy. They whispered between them. They defamed the land. They brought an evil report, unfavorable saying of the land that they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people that we saw, all the people are serious. Like, all the people? That's the problem of faithless people giving report. Because, yes, there are some arguments between me and my wife. But it's not all the time. I know my, my little one, my boys, they have some, you know, teenager struggles. But they are not all the time terrible boys. And I know that I'm struggling right now because I overspend for some reason just to cover COVID thing. But uh, I, I'm not miserable all my life. Are, are, are you guys with me? Yeah. You see that it's not a report anymore? It's not a report. It's faithlessness speaking. It's unbelief is speaking. All the people are giants. Are serious? All the people that we saw are in great... Height, verse 33. And they were, and we saw the Nephilim, the son of Anak, who came from the Nephilim. They were giant-like people. And we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers. And so we seemed to them. Like, what do you mean you seemed to them? Like, how you know what they are thinking? Again, look at me. That's another problem of faithless, unbelieving people, right? They presume what their spouse is thinking. They presume what my parent is thinking. I know now what my dad is thinking about me. How dare you? are not God. But, but that's the problem of people that walks by unbelief, not by faith. Are you guys with me? Come on, somebody. And I know I'm messing up with you because I need to, to cast out. I need to purge this unbelief from our church because the size of, of blessings and miracles will require us a great faith. Hallelujah. Or quoting a preacher, a crazy faith. Hallelujah. And I know that without you with me believing big, we're going to be still looking to ourselves as grasshoppers. And I'm not, my friend. I'm not a grasshopper. I'm not. Now, Again, it's important to say that because as we go to visit the place, have a good meal, don't forget that. Um, and I say, me and Tuli, we're talking about food because we were fasting, my friend. By the way, just a useless parenthesis, this was a, I don't know, very unique fasting time 
Very few people participate in our fasting this time. I just want to tease you, you miss out. You miss out. It was one of the greatest fasting seasons we ever had in this church. It was absolutely awesome. We were in Book of Romans. That's why I'm, I'm going to quote right now the chapter of the day of this fasting, Romans chapter 16. And Paul, in chapter 16 of Romans, he closes his profound theological letter that expounds the, the, the gospel of God, greeting people. It is a long list of Greek names that even if you speak the angel's tongue, you can't say it. It's super hard to pronounce their names. You, you, you're going to say a long list. And Paul is greeting those that supported him behind the scenes. Because there is no Paul without Timothy. There is no Paul without Aquila and Prisca. Without those Greek brothers and sisters supporting him. I know we care for what's going on in this stage. But without you, there's no church. Without you, there's no vine church. And don't think that I'm looking for your help for me to stay here in this stage. Because I know God already spoke with me in 2012 when we opened this church here. I will be backstage. I'm probably going to be one of the few names that Paul is going to place in the end of his chapters. When this generation is going to turn this area of Southwest Florida upside down. So maybe, maybe they're going to refer about us one day. But it doesn't matter. We are there. And after greeting those brothers and sisters that care for the seeds to make ministry happen. Paul admonished the readers of the letter of Romans with this. Romans 16 verse 17. I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. Tell the brother. Tell someone. Avoid them. Wait a minute. I thought you guys would be welcoming. Yeah, let me say something. Unfortunately, if you're not going to bring report solely, but going to bring opinion together, with all love and grace and care I have for you, my brother, I will beat. No, I will avoid you. I will avoid you. Like, honestly, why? Because it's like, like a brother texted me yesterday. He, he was trying to encourage me, saying, Pastor, the church is able to conquer more than you think. And I replied to him, I'm not even thinking these days. I'm only believing because if I think, I get crazy. And I have, I have to keep minimal sanity to you know, to keep my house. So I don't think anymore. I don't, I'm really going to avoid people that will become obstacles. And honestly, Paul even goes deeper. He says in verse 18, For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. Now, if I had the chance, like you have in your version Bible, to click the word appetites, where is appetites? Click it over there. You're going to see a footnote that Pretty much is a slang that I always say that is the people that usually think that the whole universe surrounds, orbits their belly buttons. And it's not me saying this. It's Paul. Actually, this word appetites means their own belly. Like they focus only what they desire. They are, they are customers, consumers. Let the world blow itself up. I just want because I want. But you are not these people. Amen. You are not these people. We are different. Yeah. And the problem of these people is that they come and they infiltrate among us with their smooth talk and flattery. They deceive the hearts of the naive. So obviously we're going to go there and you're going to see these amazing possibilities. And I want to hear those that have 
imagination. Not those that with flattery, smooth talk, we're going to say, Pastor, you know that I love Vine Church, right? Yeah, brother. You know, Pastor, that out of my love and care for the church, do, do you think that this is wise? Good to talk with you. With all due respect, I will avoid you because there's no turn back. Let's go at once. Occupy it. The Lord made us well able to overcome it. Say a good amen in the house, somebody. Now, again, the problem is not necessarily the bad report, the slandering, the defamation. The problem is unbelief. So in Numbers 13, verse 33, we see that part of the curse that came upon the people to wander 40 days came not because of the report itself, but say, the, God clearly says why. It's because of their faithlessness. Look at the word. Faithlessness. It's, English is so good language. Faithless. You don't want to be part of this group, my friend. And also, you don't want to keep them messaging you all the time. Maybe it's time for you to mute that group that is so faithless and start to talk with people that is faith-filled. Maybe it's time for you to avoid to watch think, things that robs, steals your faith, and you start to walk and be committed to your life group to be faith-filled. Maybe you actually can get out of that group for your faith's sake. Proverbs 18, 21. But I need to say that parents, spouses, that is still defaming, still slandering, cursing, bad-mouthing, they are families. Let me say, these won't fix your marriage. These will not help your children because death and life. Say life. life. Say again, life. life. Life is in your tongue. So speak life instead of death. Why speak death when you have life in your mouth as well? So release life. I know he brings problems. I know he's being disobedient. I know she speaks loud with you. But he speaks life. Don't, don't curse. Don't bad mouth. Speak blessings, prophesy. What we spoke then is what we possess now. If we confess defeat, we won't reap victory. So words are seeds. And repeated words are watered seeds. We must only have words of faith. In the next few days ahead, if you have something different than faith in your mouth, I'm sorry. But I'll be like Caleb in your life. Verse 30. With all due respect, I will quiet you down. With all care and love for you as a pastor and for the church as well. Because I care for the church. i probably going to kick you. No, I'm going to avoid you. I will just avoid you and quiet you down. Quiet, Caleb, quiet the whole people before Moses. And I'll do the same. Number two. The problem of the people is that they decided to look to the giants while they were supposed to look above. Look to God. That's a serious problem when we're measuring our problems, comparing with the metrics of our sizes. When God is a limitless God. Again, I'm not denying the report. I'm not denying it is a challenge. It is so obvious already for you that this church is a minority group church. 
It is obvious for you that we barely speak this language with clarity. It is obvious for you that the majority of this church, 64% of this church, is not even counting in the census of 2021 as workforce of the United States of America. It's 11 to 24 years old, 64. And I know that we are going to a $3.2 million building. So, okay, that's the report. And that's it. That's no feelings involved here. However, here it comes, 14.9. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land. For they are bread. Say bread. bread. I want you hear you speak bread to me again. Bread. bread. I'm dreaming with bread. <laughs> After 21 days fasting, I'm dreaming with bread. I want bread. Bread. So easy to digest that the chemicals of your own saliva is able to dissolve it. You don't, even to, you don't need, need even to uh, chew it. Bread is so easy to eat that every hospital always serves bread. Because it's easy to consume it. Do not fear the people of the land. Their protection is removed from them. And the Lord is with us do not fear them again we, we don't deny the problem we simply don't make it greater than god did you get that we don't deny the challenge the bills still have to be paid the situation have to be placed in the dinner table and talk about it but we're not going to make it greater than our god hebrews 12 verse 1 Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so close and let us run. Tell the brother close to you, run. Come on, time to run. Run with endurance. The race that is set before us. Like this, like in other words, there's no turn back. It's set before us is ahead is not backwards verse 2 looking to jesus come on everybody say look to jesus looking to jesus look at above i'm not going to look the size of the giants looking to jesus looking to jesus the founder perfecter of our faith i know i don't have perfect faith i know i don't have the size of this miracle faith i know but you are the perfecter jesus you're going to enlarge you're going to develop you're going to mature you're going to create connections networks will come out of nowhere teachers are going to come to vca i believe vine christian academy we're going to have plenty of staff people align and signing up with their resumes dreaming to give class in vine christian academy i don't know where pastors are going to come I don't know where staff are going to come, but I look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy was set before him, because at the end of the race, there is a joy. Repeat after me, there is a joy. It's not only the race. If it was for the race, come on, I'm not going to take it. But there is a joy in that race set before me. He endured the cross, despising the shame and seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Number three. Remember who you are in Christ, not without Him. That's why Hebrews ends saying this, that if Christ is seated at the right hand of the throne of God, Hebrews chapter 12 again, we are seated with Him. We are in Him. We are in Christ. 
That's why also in Romans chapter 16, the chapter of the day of our fasting, hallelujah, he, Paul says that Satan will soon be crushed under Jesus' feet. Say amen. I'm not saying scripture to you because it's not under Jesus' feet. It's under your feet. It is under your feet. It's under the church's feet. Because I know Jesus is the head, the king. But his body, not as a metaphor, is you. His body is the church. You are Christ's body. So it's under your feet. Can you say a good glory to God? Praise God in the house. Because this is reality. Again, without Christ. I am like a grasshopper. Without Christ, I am a startled, limited, Brazilian, Latino, short guy. Has no clue what he's doing here. And I literally, I'm clueless. i still clueless. But in Christ, oh, in Christ. I'm not going to even consider myself in the flesh, 2 Corinthians. I'm not even consider myself. I'm not even consider the, the, the limits of my staff, whoever is around me. I'm not going to consider the limits of my disciples in the church. I know my marriage is only three years. I know we just got this opportunity, this job. I'm not going to consider the natural evidences. And also, I'm not going to project that natural evidence, even regard Christ. Because Christ is God. And I'm not going to make Christ less than He is. He is God Almighty. Isaiah 55. When God speaks, His word never returns to Him empty. When God he speaks, His word always accomplishes to what it was for, uh, pur uh, purpose to fulfill. When God he speaks, it always succeeds. Are you guys with me here? And I am in Christ. Because Galatians says that we are crucified with Christ. It's not what I feel that matters, but what I believe. My faith that matters. Because I am in Christ who lives in me. The life I live now in the flesh, I live by, by, by faith. In the Son of God is not faith in what I can do. It's not trust in my academic formation. It's not faith in my family, even in my money. I believe and I keep believing, looking to Jesus who loved me and gave himself for me. And if he gave himself for us, what is a building for one, for someone that gave himself for us? So I'm going to recognize only what God speaks about us and God says in Philippians that I can do all things through him who strengthens me I know I know other facts but I'm going to keep repeating what God says about me second Corinthians 6 I will he will be my father and as son and daughter I know he is God almighty I'm going to keep repeating only what God says about me Joshua 1 I'm strong and I'm courageous I'm not going to be frightened, not dismayed, because the Lord God, my God, say my God. My God. Just, just, just again, blame, just tease the brother. Just brag a little bit. It is my God. And it's my God. He's going to be with me wherever I go, wherever I go. Did you receive anything so far? Okay, let me close my talk because I want to invite a special guest here in this stage with me. Ultimately, guys, 
is all about God's glory. I'm going to end this thought with you guys as soon as Tom Wharton joins me at the stage, please. Giving you guys a clear report of what is ahead of us. Go ahead, Nenefka. I'll help you. Go Good morning, church. Um, my name's Tom, and I was appointed by the financial team of the church to spearhead the negotiations with Southside Church. And uh, it's been fun, just on a personal level, to use a lot of the training and gifts and talents that I've had and collected over the years for the service of the church. It's very rewarding. Uh, God has unique talents for everybody in this church and ways to use them, so I encourage you guys. This has been a great experience for me, just on a personal level. The negotiations have been like um, nothing I've ever encountered before. It's almost like there's a competition between Southside Church and Vine Church to outbless each group. The terms, the terms of the purchase is really incredible because they are willing to provide us alone, self-financing at zero interest rate. Which means every dollar. Come on, this is every good shot every in the house, everybody. Dollar. Okay, I don't know if you get that. Have you ever tried to buy anything without any interest rate in this nation? This is a miracle in yeah, America. It is. Every dollar that we pay to this church in rent, in, in, uh, in principal payments, goes to the principal. It draws down that note. And we have it secured for six years with an option to extend it out to 11 years. They have been so generous with us. Yes. And we've been generous with them. We want them to exist, and we want to lease back to them the current facility that they are only using. Not the gymnasium, not Vine uh, Christian Academy, but that current building. Mm -hmm. And we want to bless them that way. So Tom, tell, tell the church your story about buildings and like what you were personing. Well, we got to raise some money. Right? We have to come up with some money. And, you know, Rick Warren's quote from a purpose-driven church is, mm -hmm. it's going to cost money to do the ministry and the work of the Lord. But we can do that. Yes. And one story I have is my, my mother, who's here. You guys know Kate. Let's give a hand to uh, Kate, everybody. Yeah. New member of Vine Church. 52 years ago, she was a young, newly married Christian living in Chicago living in the downtown of Chicago, and there was uh, a man, Bill Dillon was his name, who was involved in um, a ministry for the inner city kids of Chicago. His heart broke for them, and he wanted to start this ministry. He wanted to grow his ministry. And he approached uh, my parents and some of their friends at their church, asked for money so they could buy a building and expand the ministry. And my parents did. They gave some money. I don't know how much. I don't think it was a lot. It certainly wasn't enough to buy the whole thing. But they contributed in faith. And that ministry grew, and the kids of Chicago were impacted positively. It's actually still involved. Uh, it's still going on. Uh, they couldn't have known that 32 years later, when I moved to Chicago, I got involved in a church. And our church didn't have a building. But we leased space from the same ministry, Inner City Impact. Her gift, my parents' faithfulness, had a multi-generational impact. Not only did it bless the kids of Chicago, it blessed me personally. And inner city impact continues, the church I was involved in continues, and 
we don't know what God's going to do with this building and how many generations it's going to bless and how it could intersect with our own children, grandchildren, but we know that God's at work here. And what we have seen through this entire process is green lights. Like God is smoothing the waters. Yes. And we are just trying to follow in his wake. Let's give a hand to Tom, everybody. Great job, man of God. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Next week, we're going to come up with a practical plan for our church. I'm going to give swords in your hands. Lift one of your hands. I'm going to give you a sword so you can chop some giant's heads with me. In the next 30 days, we're going to enter into a capital campaign with our church. We're going to have to... You can put it down. Just, you know, put it back in your, in your what? Yeah, this pocket. You got it. So, and you... We're going to be challenged to raise money. Okay, for now, what you need to know is $3.2 million. We're going to give 20% of this 3.2 uh, by November the 1st. You're going to be part of this. You're going to build together with Vine Church. You're going to conquer the legacy. The, you're going to conquer a generational legacy together. Next week, we're going to bring in more details of how things are going to happen. Today, I just need your imagination. Today, I just need your faith with me over there, okay? Now, why it's all about God's glory? At the end of the story, the Bible tells us in Numbers 13, uh, 14 now, 13 to, uh, 13 to 14, that Moses is praying for the people, the people that was unbelieving people, the people that couldn't see beyond the problems. And Moses made a very bold prayer. He says, God, don't forget, this doesn't have to do with these people necessarily. It's not because they are cute and have these dark black hairs and you guys like, no, no, God. It's not about these people. You know that, right? And, and Moses is interceding, spleen, in, in, the, in the breach of intercession to the people. And he says, God, it is your fame that is at stake here. It is your glory that is at stake here. That's why with this agreement of 3.2 million, I'm still sleeping at rest. Because it doesn't have to do with me. This is not my business. This is God's business. That we are partakers. We are co-workers with Him. He prays in verse 17. And now, please let the power of the Lord be great. As you have promised. Please stand on your feet, please. What do we have, Pastor, so far? How much do we have, Pastor? I'm going to say how much we have right now. We have countless, limitless promises to access and withdraw everything we need to make these payments. Are you guys with me? I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. This is important. How much do we have? We need something. We have something. We have the promise. We have many promises. We're not going to hear about revival. We're going to be protagonists in this revival. We're not going to just hear about a movement. We are the movement. We are the movement. Hebrews 11.6 to close everybody. Without faith. It is impossible to please Him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and He rewards those who 
who seek him. Amen. Who seek him.